We are back. Twisting and shouting. <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of twisting and shouting since our last podcast, actually, didn't we? <laughs> uh, not as much twisting recently, but a lot of shouting. <laughs> <laughs> wow, gosh, it's a, so the last time we did an episode was in 2021, and we were still in the midst of lockdown. We were about to go into another series of Strictly, thank gosh, because that was still going forward. But we didn't really know what was going to happen in the world. Isn't that mad? I mean, so much has happened in such a short time. You know, we always say that, oh, so much has gone on. But this time around, really, I mean, the world was going from zero to hero again. And I think so did we. A lot yeah. has happened since. A lot has happened since. Well, first and foremost, we were able to finally do Remembering the Oscars. I mean, let's start with that, because we were supposed to open with the show in 2020. Obviously, that didn't happen. Then we were going to try and do it again in 2021, which is when we did our podcast the first time around. That didn't happen. And then finally, in 2022, we were finally able to put that show on the stage. But I think, you know, because we had a little bit more time to kind of get really picky and nitty gritty with the songs and the costumes and the script and everything and the choreography, I think it was one of the best shows we ever did, isn't it? 100%. And not just us on stage. The whole production was even bigger and better than before. Uh, people seemed to enjoy it even more. Our cast was brilliant. It almost felt like we had so much time to get it right. And we did. And we got this amazing screens, I remember. We always have this beautiful sort of screen behind us that displays kind of what's going on. So you can follow the story on stage. Uh, but I think we went a step further with that one. We had sort of multiple little screens. Oh, it was we? little, how do you call it? <laughs> the stage had more depth. Yeah, we gave it depth because we had the side screens. And uh, honestly, I felt it was probably one of the most magical shows I've ever done with you on a stage anywhere. And we had Ashley Hunter back with us. We had Robbie Kimatoni back. And the cast was amazing as well. It was honestly, the whole thing was just... And we had a whole week at Sadler's Wells. That was like a dream come true for us, just even that. I mean, it's such a privilege when you see the list of shows, when you walk in those corridors and you see the list of shows that go through that stage, most of them dance shows because it's sort of dance heavy venue. And to be able to do our little short run of a week, I mean, short for us, but if you told us that when we started with Remembering Fred, that in a couple of years time we're going to be having a week in London. I mean, I wouldn't believe you. And it's a bit of a pinch yourself moment. Every day you're on stage, you know, we're so lucky. We always say that, that we get to do what we do, but especially when you get to do it in a place like London West End, yeah, you know, and not just one show in an amazing venue, which we still do, which we did get, which we still do. <laughs> but then, you know, to do it for a week was just lovely and not much travel. You can stay no, at home. Brilliant. We were able to stay at home. That was nice as well. We didn't live in suitcases while we were no. in London. Speaking of suitcase, 2022 was the year of the tour because we didn't only do uh, remembering the Oscars. We also did the burn the floor reunion tour which oh my gosh the last time that you and i did burn the floor was almost 10 years ago and i remember jason gilkerson who was uh, our, our guest on the last episode of of series one along with james carney along with james carney obviously, obviously our, our besties and family really you know when jason said to us no i'm not changing the show we're doing it exactly the same as it was 10 years ago i just remember thinking 
OMG, all those flips and tricks, all the stamina. It was one of the hardest shows I had ever done in my life. And to think here I am 10 years later about to do it all over again. I was so nervous. Were you nervous? You were nervous a little bit, I remember. I was nervous for myself. I got to dance with Joanne Clifton, who I haven't danced with for so long. And uh, I was really excited about that because she's, you know, world champion in ballroom and I love my ballroom and that was kind of always going to be great. I was more scared what other cast members are going to think of us. <laughs> the, the, the younger, fresh The younger, blood. <laughs> you know, the people that just want to get on Strictly or just want to get on TV and have so much to prove in a way. And not that we don't have much to prove, but you're out of that everyday performance mode on strictly you get to teach a lot and then you only get to perform about a minute and a half on a saturday well literally that yeah, yeah i mean there's no more i see it as little sort of sprints if you wish when burn the floor it's a it's a marathon it's a triathlon because you know backstage is just as nerve-wracking <laughs> as it is on oh the stage because there's the cast is massive Everyone is on stage most of the time and you only get to get off for about 20 seconds. So everyone has a quick change every five minutes and the choreography backstage is brilliant, but it does take so much energy out of you. And I forgot about that. Yeah. And going back and doing it again, I was really nervous that we're going to look out of place. Does that make sense? Of course. We, we both were. I, I remember just thinking it's normal. Life happens. You know, you dance to one peak, peak, peak level when you are a certain age. <laughs> and then I think you're right, the, the nervousness of going back to doing dances that we did 10 years before that. It's, it's of course scary, but in saying that, I also felt that I actually performed better after a feeling like a seasoned professional at that point. So when I first did Burn the Floor, it was kind of one of the first jobs I ever did where I was a professional dancer on stage, eight shows a week, traveling the world, you know, I really like, as you said before, I had so much to prove. But then when I came back this time around, even though, yeah, the stamina and the exhaustion and maybe the leg wasn't as high as it used to be, but I feel like the presence that we had on stage was different because we had felt so accomplished. We'd done so many years on Strictly. We'd done our own tours, i.e. remembering the Oscars. And now here we are coming back to celebrate a show that really made us the dancers that we are today. Wow. As you were giving us this compliment, I was just removing the chips off my shoulders. <laughs> I, do, yeah. I do give you compliments. You do, but you know I'm not good in taking compliments. I find it so uncomfortable to take a compliment. And Burn the Floor was, if nothing else, a beautiful trip down the memory lane. Well, we met, didn't we? We met on Burn the Floor. We met on Burn the Floor. We toured the world on Burn the Floor. Our relationship got strong on Burn the Floor. And it's so nice to be able to go back to it. Uh, although, you know, you, you can't breathe, you're barely keeping a smile on because your gills are working on the side of your face. <laughs> but if nothing else, you know, it's that beautiful sort of trampoline that it's always there. So whenever you miss it, you can go and jump on it for a little bit. Yeah. And it's a brilliant feeling. And doing show, you know, with Kevin, with Karen, with the people that we grew up together in this theater and TV world, it's a, it's a great feeling. And uh, it was a very short uh, tour. Uh, which was the only thing that I was a little bit well, when we, sad about. When we first signed up, we thought, thank God it's short because it's <laughs> such a hard show. But then actually when we got into the rhythm of it and we started dancing it, we were all so sad that it ended, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. And uh, burn the floor. Yay. 
And then what do we do after Burn the Floor? Well, we need to talk about the elephant in the room first. Where is before it? we talk about the, the other elephant? tour that we did. Because gotcha. we did four tours in 2022. I'm just trying to avoid the subject then. <laughs> <laughs> the elephant in the room is Strictly. We've both left it yeah. in different ways. But I think we should start with your story. Because actually your last year on Strictly was with the amazing Sara Davies. That we are both so happy to have in our lives. She's become such an amazing friend to us and such an uh, incredible addition to what we consider family here in the uk but it was your last series wasn't it what do you remember the moment that you kind of went right I, i think it's time i think i'm gonna make that decision i remember that moment very very well it was actually before my last se series probably a couple of seasons before that you get to create so much beautiful stuff on strictly you get this blank canvas i always say this Uh, you get to pick your song, you get to pick your concept, if you want to pick it. If not, they can pick it for you. But I've always prided myself in sort of having so much input into every detail of music, every dress, every color. Every... And not for you, by the way, the dress for your partner. Well, you know, in my head, they were. And uh, so I kind of got to the point where my creative juices were not flowing as easily as they did in 2013 when I first started mm. and it took longer to create numbers it took longer to come up with songs that haven't been used that I haven't used there was even an instance I got this great idea <laughs> I was in the car I got this great idea I sent the track to producer saying oh my goodness this would be an amazing Argentine tango could you please find out for me if uh, who has done it when the, when has it been done <laughs> I think I and, remember um, this. <laughs> and they were like okay i was like so sorry i will do that myself but i'm driving right now and uh as i'm saying it they go away and they call me back in literally two minutes and they go are you serious like it was you that did it three years ago <laughs> and i felt like when that started happening you know when those sort of moments started happening i was like you know what it's time mm. and i never ever felt like I left anything on the dance floor. No. I don't have a single inch of me saying, Oof, I wish I could go back and do this again or do that extra bit of that there. There's nothing. I feel like I gave every single uh, bit of love that I had for my celebrities to every single bit in rehearsals, which was always my favorite part of Strictly, teaching my celebrities that were so... Some of them insecure, some of them, you know, might not have had this natural ability to move in ballroom and Latin way or whatever. But I always prided myself in taking someone through that crazy journey of so many eyes being on you, being out of being out of um, your comfort zone. And I prided myself in being that person there and making sure that however I possibly can to make that process easier. And, you know, even if that was just by a little bit, I felt like that was my mission. That was my job. And I think I did that. And then with Sarah, as soon as we got paired up, I knew that that was going to be my, my last celebrity. So I think that was probably the moment because I've kind of covered a whole spectrum of different people that I've danced with, you know, from from models, TV presenters, radio presenters, actresses, anything that you can think of, really. Yeah. And uh And once I found out I'm going to be dancing with a dragon, uh, which is not at all, but her title at the time to me was, she's a, you know, from Dragon's Dance. Dragon's so she's one Den of the, Dragon. She's one of the dragons. What a cool what title What a cool title, have, I know. It? And then once I got to meet her and uh, really well, I was just 
you know, ready to take that next step and to to use the platform that Strictly gave me to be focused into anything that I ever do. Sarah Davis taught me that more than anyone ever in the world to have that laser beam focus, not just with telling me what to do and what how to think, but just by observing her. Yeah, you know, just to be with her in the room. She I learned quite so an much. Incredible oh. woman. She's an amazing woman. You know what? Thinking now back those precious moments and i never by the way on strictly we never talked about business we never did anything along those you know lines what people might ex expect that i would come in every day with a new business idea trying to pitch something but we were not there for that no we were i remember there to you dance. you made a conscious choice because you I told did. me yourself you're like i'm not going to talk about no any business with her i just want her to smash the series and smash the dancing and she did and she did and she fell in love with dancing she fell in love with strictly with the whole with the whole world that that entails and uh i was so proud of that season we got to to me it doesn't matter what week we get to but to the last possible second of it i was just having my head held high apart from one week which we won't talk about but uh, we don't talk about bruno, bruno. No. <laughs> <laughs> actually i wish bruno was there when that was done yeah because then it would be slightly different yeah maybe but that's my strictly sort of sum up I've gave it my all. I gave it my best shot. I, I think I smashed so many moments on that show and I'm proud of them forever. And, uh, you know, like I said to my celebrities every year, in about 10 years time, there's only going to be dances of you on YouTube, wherever you want to find them. There's not going to be any judges' comments, any scores. There's not going to be anything that comes with it, but just your dancing. And that's what I say now to myself every time I watch it and I go, oh, you know, no, you know, because I have so many beautiful things that I took away from it and it gave me a career here in the UK. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I remember you were really adamant that this was a decision you needed to make for you because I wasn't on board in the beginning. That was that was part that was the shouting part of our twist and shout conversations. <laughs> Cuz I thought, "Oh my gosh, but how can you leave? You are the best pro. You're so loved by the British public. It's such an amazing opportunity." But I think what made me the proudest and the most kind of looking back on it, when I remember the day we announced, I say we, you, but I was there with you the day that you announced that you were leaving the show. I was holding your hand and we were we were in bed, we were on tour and we we were talking to each other in the morning, you know, this is going to happen. It's a big decision, but it is it is the right decision. And I said to you and I mean that wholeheartedly. I think to to jump off of a cliff as the as the saying goes and just see if you can fly and where that takes you in your life. It's so 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 empowering. So I think a lot of people tend to kind of want to stay in the safe stay in the know stay in something that can become a bit of a hamster wheel really you kind of just get into that motion of doing the same thing over and over again but then you don't develop as a human being you don't grow as a person you don't grow as a, for us in our case you don't grow as an artist unless you take those risks and i think 
watching you make that decision and be so adamant that that was the decision you wanted to make, regardless of what I or anybody else was telling you, for me was so brave. It showed so much courage. It showed so much confidence in, in the future and what life can provide to you in other ways, how you can become a different kind of an artist and exploring different avenues for you. Now that you have left the show and now that we have a very different life, we'll get to my part of that in a second, but now that we have a very different life, I feel like it was the best decision you've made. We watch Strictly now and we both watch it together with our hearts warm and we smile and we get excited for the couples and we can't wait to see what dances they're going to do this week. And you kind of, I feel like you know you've done the right thing when you can sit back on something and just enjoy it, right? Don't you think? You're a million percent right there. Because Strictly is, you can take it in two different ways, being a professional or however you're involved with the show. You can either take it as a passion or you can take it as a job. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you want to deliver that role that you're given to the fullest and the best possible, in the best possible way, you need to do it as a passion. Of course, because it's art and you've got to express. You need to pour your heart in it. You need yeah. to think about every step you do on that floor. Every look you, everywhere you look, everything has to be thought out. And I felt like that's the only way for me to ever do that job. Yeah. You know? It is the only way you ever did it's it. It's the only way I ever <laughs> did it. And I never wanted to go back and do it just because of doing it. Yeah. I would only do it if I'm passionate and wholeheartedly with it. Because you can think unselfishly, because there's so many dancers in the world that I think deserve an opportunity, are worthy of the opportunity, and now got the opportunity. Oh, God, they're you good. Know, I mean, Vito or Carlos, whoever got the job because Jovita, of me, it doesn't matter. Lauren, Jovita, you know, Lauren. Nancy, you can go on and on and on. And I've watching them now killing it on the show. It, makes me feel proud also we did kind of go well thank god we're not competing because they're so good <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we left just in time we left just in time because they're all so good we're like geez we're gonna run out of ideas with these guys <laughs> now enough about me now enough about me and my journey on strictly which we all love to use that Do you know i'm just one last thing i think a lot of people will agree with me listening to this podcast you are definitely, definitely missed on that floor. Oh. And it's not the same without you. I know the new pros are fantastic and the old pros are still just as great, but it, it, you are highly, highly missed. I feel like I'm, I'm lucky that I get to still dance with you, but oh. I know that everybody else definitely misses you. So speaking of Strictly and different roles in that show, listen, you know, <laughs> you might see me on the show again. There's four chairs. Uh, <laughs> there's two people presenting now. I mean, everyone is brilliant, but you never say never. I would love to be a part of Strictly again probably in a different capacity than a professional dancer but you know i would love to so hopefully one day you'll be back when a spot does sort of you know appear <laughs> i'm gonna be knocking on every door in the country <laughs> to open the right door trust me which brings me to you butchka there's so many ways that i could lay this one in but you are to me the one professional in 20 seasons of strictly come dancing that managed fully deservably to find this new way to go straight from being a dancer to being something else. <laughs> and the grace and the excellence that you delivered on both, it's incredible. I know I might be a little bit subjective here because I'm your husband. You're not biased at all. But <laughs> please tell me what, how that whole thing happened, what was going through your head. 
I know how proud you are of your dancing and how much you care about it. It must have been ripping you apart yeah. in some way. But how did it all happen well, for you? Well, you know that I love dancing. I'm still dancing, you know, and I'm never going to stop dancing. Literally keep dancing. dancing. <laughs> but I, I kind of, it's strange because I always worked in TV production and in high school, I used to do the morning announcements for the school. I was the little news anchor in the morning giving, you know, what was happening this day at the school. And it was part of the TV production course that I was taking. So I've always loved working in television. And I always imagined maybe one day I'll get to be a TV presenter and a TV host. But dancing was always my number one passion. So when Strictly came into my life, into our lives, we were both like, yes, jackpot. This is the best thing in the world. We're doing it together. The best TV show for dancers to really shine because you know on strictly it's the only platform in the world where dancers are the stars and it's it's amazing but there was this little voice in the back of my head that was always very aware that being a dancer does have a little bit of a time limit like your body can only dance and perform at peak peak levels for a certain number of years you can dance forever we are going to dance forever but as we just said when young and fresh new blood starts coming in with cooler tricks and better lines and stronger technique and more creative ideas. I knew that eventually that was going to happen at some point in my career when it came to dancing. So even from year one on Strictly, when I went and I watched It Takes Two, um, I was a guest on It Takes Two with Julian and it was the first time we met Zoe Ball, which we both adore. We love her so much, Zoe. I saw what It Takes Two and the show was about. I thought, my God, that's the dream one day. <laughs> if I'm not dancing, which I know at some point will happen in my life, if I can just sit and talk about dancing, that would be epic. I feel like you're the same. You would, do, would definitely do the same. I always in the back of my mind thought, I mean, I wasn't gunning for Zoe's job. I'm not saying that at all. But I always thought something like that. I want to be in television. I want to be presenting. I want to talk to people. I want to make people feel good. I want to have nice conversations and learn about stories from other people as well and so i kind of very very slowly throughout the years on strictly worked on the craft i did you know strictly peaks on my first couple years then i did talks with jeanette on youtube and then when we went into lockdown i interviewed i think what was it like 60 65 celebrities in lockdown so i was always kind of grafting away and chipping away at perfecting and working on the skill of chatting and talking to people with you know hopes that maybe one day somehow that would happen but the day that zoe decided that she wasn't going to be on the show she messaged me and she said uh well i messaged her saying we're gonna miss you so much you're you've been absolutely brilliant whoever steps in for you has some big shoes to fill because you're honestly phenomenal and in no way shape or form was i thinking that was me but her reply she replied and she said oh i'm gonna miss you but don't worry we're friends forever and then she said uh and it should be you by the way that's stepping in. Because Zoe watched all of my talks with Jeanette, all of my things that I did throughout the years. Zoe watched and Zoe knew that I eventually wanted to get into presenting. So when she said that, it kind of went in my head, planted a little seed. I go, oh my God, what if? No, no, it's never going to be me. No way, no way. I just kind of thought, no, 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 not me. And then Sarah James, our boss that we love so, so much from Strictly, our EP, calls me a couple weeks uh, after Zoe leaves. And she says to me on the phone, uh, I remember I called you straight after crying. <laughs> and she says to me afterwards, um, she says on the phone, Jeanette, I know you love dancing. I know how much you love Strictly. And you are definitely one of my favorites on the show in terms of how, how you work and how you professional you are. She said, but how would you feel about taking part in It Takes Two? 
And my answer was literally, well, yeah, if I can make it work with my celebrity partner's rehearsals and squeeze it in. Like, <laughs> I can do both. I can do both, yeah. And she was just kind of like, no, 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 no. Like, how would you feel about hosting the show? And I said, excuse me? She goes, well, yeah, like you and Rylan hosting It Takes Two. I, w- I would hate to lose you on Strictly, but I know how much you wanted to move forward into another part of your career. Is this something that you would be okay with doing? And I honestly, I just started crying in shock because it was that moment of, oh my gosh, all those years of the little grafting and the little bits and the little things came down to that moment, you know, where I could, at that point, I could have the job because it was only a, a possibility. But even at the, even the possibility, even at the thought of being thrown in the mix of maybe hosting the show, that made me in itself feel so good. And then when I actually got the job, Oh my gosh, I remember we were at dinner with Jason and James, oddly enough. If you listen to season one, they were our guests on the last episode. And I was so gimmick-like, I was holding it in desperate to scream it at the top of my lungs that I just got It Takes Two, and I think I ended up saying it, didn't I? I did. So the way that happened, I don't know if you remember a foolie, but there was actually, I joined that dinner slightly later, just to jump in here for this story. No, no, but this is a good story. Which is going to make sense for the story maybe in a couple of episodes when we talk about that. I joined the dinner a little bit later. I was doing something. I remember like it was yesterday because all the three of you looked at me with this beaming face. <laughs> so I was thinking, what What have I done? Because like, normally I'm in trouble normally you're in every trouble. day. <laughs> every day I'm in a little bit of trouble because of my whatever I say. And... I was thinking, oh, goodness me, I must have done something brilliant. And I couldn't wait to hear it, you know, to get praised. <laughs> and then, obviously, you were there and you can't hold a secret to you. You really no, cannot. No, I, I was good. I was good. The only people I told. Was anyone but me first. Anyway, so that's going to be relevant in, in a couple of episodes. But yes, I was, you know, I wasn't the first one to find out. But I was, you know, I think we both just hugged once the three of you told me. And I was... <laughs> Uh, was James, J- Jason, and you told me I was just I couldn't believe uh, it. You know, I, like I know how much how much of a dream that was for you, and I never could understand how can someone so brilliant at something dream about something else. They could never. Yeah, but this is the thing. Like I think it's, my head, it's, yeah. it's important. It was always important. I've always trying to plan ahead as much as I can. It's not good to plan too far ahead because you can't control the uncontrollables in life, and life happens and things happen. But. I always knew that eventually, like I said before, that my dancing was going to, at some point in my career, come to that peak, peak level of an end. And so quietly in the background of my my career, I worked on, on the presenting side. And I'm still learning on the presenting side. But you know, having it takes to become part of my life was the biggest blessing in the world because now I, I host a Strictly Live tour as well, which has been amazing. So in a strange way, I'm still living the Strictly dream but without the pressure of Craig giving me a four or, or, or a dance-off on a Sunday results show. I mean, that's going to be a pressure. I think people at home can feel that pressure, really, <laughs> even, if not, even if you're not standing there. Yeah. But not just saying, because you know, you know, you can't say that about yourself, but watching you from that first episode onwards and up until today, all every single one of them you've done, the love you have for dancing itself, for Strictly, the knowledge you have, you know, being in those shoes, dancing in those steps, getting criticized for your work and getting praised for your work, to have that angle and then to sort of invite the now these younger professionals, new professionals, a new bunch of celebrities, 
I feel like they kind of feel really comfortable with you and you can really see that on screen. But then not just that, you, you look like you've been presenting for years and it's so beautiful to see. And you know how much I support you and how much I'm proud of you. you. And watching you do that and smashing it. And now, like you say, you know, the life tour. When I, when I see my little five foot wife <laughs> on her own in the middle of O2 Arena, you know, you can't help but to feel pr it proud, is a pinch you know? Yourself it's such a pinch yourself moment for you, but for me, I want to pinch my we whole... We can pinch you know? each other. Pinch each other. We're doing it now. We're doing it now. So thank you. You know, uh, I have to say thank you for letting me be a part of it in uh, in whatever way it is. But I, I just I just absolutely love seeing you excel. You, but you've always been like such a huge support. I mean, this, yeah. the, the joy that I had, you had as well massively. And saying that, two huge changes in our lives. I'm now hosting Morning Live, which I absolutely love my Morning Live family. And hopefully more of that to come in my future. And who knows what else can step into our lives. But both of us jumping the cliff, we both literally jumped the cliff to see where, where it would take us. And it took us to probably one of the most beautiful, beautiful aspects of our lives. And uh, we can announce, I mean, everybody knows us listening to this already, but it's the first time that in our podcast, we can say it. We are pregnant. Yes. yes. <laughs> so Get it. It's actually three of us doing this podcast. <laughs> three of us doing this podcast. Oh my gosh. Because in a strange way, I think you leaving Strictly, me getting it takes to us finding more balance in our lives. We That was always a big thing for us. Finding that work life. I know it's thrown around a lot these days. Work life balance. But it is important. And when you're going at a million miles per hour doing Strictly, and doing tours back to back to back to back, you kind of lose that a little bit. So we decided this year, we weren't going to have any tours. We're gonna focus on each other a little bit more. We really wanted to find a house and move house. And then in the midst of making that decision, unbeknownst to us, our little baby decided, okay, it's time. They're ready. They're taking time for me. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's already a diva. <laughs> well, whatever it is absolutely but you know when they say you know it could have been a completely different experience a completely different route that all of those things could have happened on you know yeah. but it always seemed for us that up until now i hope it may continue as we have a wooden table knocking. i'm knocking knocking on the wooden table that everything keeps happening like that because it's been tremendous you know this snowball effect of beautiful stuff um keeps coming our way and even if some days are not that, but you still need to find something nice about it, whatever it is, find a good angle, make sure you have a reason to smile every day. And if it's not your smile, just make sure you put smile on someone else's face. Everything so far, if I think back now, you know, even just talking about this, it's a beautiful little coincidence of things, yeah, isn't it? It is. It just kind of falls in place and you just kind of get on with it. You just, you know, you roll forward and you, and you just don't look back for too long, you know, yeah. just keep going forward. You just keep moving forward. That's the thing. Yeah. So you know what? To a amazing 2020, rest of the 2021, to an amazing 2022, we were able to fly. We're back to yeah. normality. We're able to fly and go on holidays. We flew loads, actually. <laughs> we did fly loads <laughs> last year. But now our, our newest adventure with our baby coming. And that's going to be our, our next episode. How we told our families, how you found out. <laughs> Which is a great story. Yeah. And uh, how I found out even, because that's another story in itself. But um, if you enjoyed today's chats, if you've ever 
jumped off the cliff if you've ever taken a risk and gone for it let us know we want to hear stories from you guys as well what you've done if there's ever been a moment in your life where you've thought you know what i'm gonna go for it because it's nice that we all share each other's stories isn't it that's all that's what it's all about that's what it's all about it's not about us it's not about you it's about everybody else it's about all of us absolutely right well we'll see you for episode number two of twist and shout baby we're back yes (laughs) i forgot to put on my podcast voice what was your part forgot do it one more Hello. Oh, there it is. That's it. Okay. I'll, I'll be back for the second episode. Back for okay, bye bye. Okay. <laughs>Well, you know, 2022 was an amazing year. The rest of 2021, lots of big changes in our lives. You know, you both of us leaving Strictly, the baby news coming, new adventures, new career moves. But, you know, what we want to do this time around in our podcast is we really want to hear from you guys. So if you've ever done anything where you felt like, oh, my gosh, I'm really taking a risk here. I'm going to go for it. It's a big decision, but I'm going to get it done and do it. Let us know. We want to hear your story about your adventure and how you decided to really go for that. Because it's nice to hear people's stories, isn't it? I mean, that's what it's all about. I always feel like I find it so much easier when I talk about somebody else than myself because it makes you better. It It broadens your horizons. And uh, I think that, you know, life is about caring for others. And uh, I can't wait to to share more stories. Yeah. I can't wait for the next episode. And, uh, you know, this is like one of the loveliest things to do. We get to sit and we always talk a lot anyway, but it's nice to do it directly you know, and to make something useful out of it, hopefully. Yeah, and hopefully everybody likes it that's listening as well. well yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's dislike buttons on this platform. Oh, but thank <laughs> God there's no dislike buttons on this. But if you did enjoy it, let us know. Send us your stories. We want to hear from you. And we'll, we'll have another chat for episode number two. We're going to tell you all about the baby. Yes. All right, ready? Twist and shout. No, can we? Twist and... I don't know if we can, but <laughs> we just did. Oh, you didn't do your podcast voice. Oh. Go on, give it a go. This whole episode, I forgot. You forgot. So the whole day we were saying we're going to record the first episode and I was going, all right, I got my voice back for the podcast and I just forgot. No, but it's back. It's worth it. It's back. Well, it's too late now, isn't it? We're finished. (laughs) Okay. We'll see you for the next episode, everybody. Mwah! Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.